ladies and gentlemen, stay the fuck inside, for this is a Fred the Aliens Productions podcast. Hell yes, stay home, <laughs> wash your hands. <laughs> Do all the things. Do all the not, things. If you're not listening to this podcast inside your beautiful home, where are you? Where are you going? Why is it that important <laughs> that you must leave? <laughs> Cut it out. Let's cue music. I don't know what we're yelling about. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Uh, are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Boring conversation anyway. Whoa, we're going to have company! Loud noises! Hello. Hey. Hey. Hello there. Hi, oh, Fulia, this is, this is so, this is so strange. Firstly, I will introduce myself. I'm Wayne Stellini. I'm a Fulia Kantarmadja. <laughs> Welcome to a podcast called Fred. The isolation where, edition. <laughs> yeah, where I am in the Fred Shed in Melbourne and Fulia, you're all the way in Wollongong. <laughs> are you going to say that? <laughs> yes, well... That's where you are, and we're being responsible, and we're being safe, and we're self-isolating, but the show must go on. Yes, yes. We can't just stop for everybody, so we want to keep people entertained. We've got to support the arts uh, as independent artists ourselves. Absolutely. And let's face it, we all need something to do while we're self-isolating or in quarantine and staying healthy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so... Fully, it's been well. It's been an interesting period, hasn't it? So yes, it has it's been, been a while since I've been, yeah. It's been a while since I've been on the podcast. What have you been up to in the past few weeks? So um, not a lot. <laughs> yeah, not a lot has been happening. To be honest, I've I was supposed to work um, last weekend, um, but I wasn't able to because my shifts got cancelled. Um, oh, yes, the and- story of many people's lives. Yeah, pretty much. And then um, managed to pick up um, some projects to work on at home. Um, So I'll be editing while at home, uh, Mm. quarantining in lockdown. Uh, (laughs) But uh, I have to say this past week, um, I've been binge watching a lot of shows. I think that is everybody's lives right now. Binge watching (laughs) on Netflix or Stan or whatever streaming service they might be using. (laughs) Yes. Well, you'll be proud of me because I've also been binging and watching a lot of things. Uh, And today I watched a Disney movie. Oh, did you? What did you watch? Well, I revisited the classic Lion King from the 90s. (laughs) Yes, I actually saw the remake recently a few weeks ago and I'm like, I really want to see the original again. So finally got around to it. Yeah, I really want to really want to watch um, the first one again because you know all the feels in that one. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, and I have to say, I commented today that it probably has the best soundtrack of the Disney animated movies. I think I think out of all the Disney animated film soundtracks, The Lion King reigns supreme for me. Yeah, definitely. It's got a, it's got lovely music in that in that soundtrack. Yeah. Little Little Mermaid comes close second though. I love the Little yeah. Mermaid. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, gorgeous film, gorgeous soundtrack. Definitely. But yeah, but now I've been stalking your Instagram as well. Oh, have you now? Well, yes. Well, we can't see each other, so <laughs> instead of doing the old-fashioned thing and actually just like calling you on the phone to talk to you, yeah. it's more fun to cyberstalk you. Of course. And and so I've noticed a bit of crocheting. Yes, I have been actually. Uh, <laughs> I got back into my uh, craft of crocheting, um, mm. especially since I have an unfinished project from last year, so I should finish it. <laughs> Nice one. Now, winter is around the corner, so, you know, your, your, your crafting and your crocheting is going to come in handy. Yes. Um, I know I could definitely do with a new pair of gloves. Oh, yes, yes. Is that a hint? <laughs> well, it wasn't a very subtle one, so, yeah, I'm glad you picked up on that. <laughs> <laughs> Just tell me what colour and I'll make it for you, honey. Oh, come on, I live in Melbourne, black. <laughs> Okay, okay, fine. <laughs> it's a staple colour in Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> the 
Theatre Blacks, please. Thank you very much. <laughs> but look, I'm glad that you're keeping uh, productive and creative and, and also downtime. I think it's important. Uh, a lot yes. of people are, are like, oh, you know, you're in isolation now. So now's the time to get all those creative projects done, to do all the writing or recording your music or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Where some artists are actually just like, you know what? I'm going to use this time to actually rest. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, not that much money in the arts, so you're sort of busting your hump with training and, 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 and making sure your skills are on point and mm-hmm. going to auditions or putting your resume out there or writing up grant applications and all of this. You're just kind of like, I'm actually probably just going to rest now. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. Yeah, no, I, I reckon that's a, a great, you know, great thing for for all those artists out there because they've, you know, mm. like you've said, they've been working all year, and now it's time for them to just relax and do what they want to do rather than work. <laughs> but yeah, for the no, love absolutely. of for the love of their uh, craft, I suppose yeah. they probably would just continue on and you know help people to stay entertained. By mm. I've seen a lot of celebrities putting on their own sort of online concerts, virtual concerts, so that people can at least um, listen to their music to keep them entertained in a way. Um, yeah, absolutely. Which is which is really great to see, and I'm, um, yeah. So you know, it's it's up to them whether they really want to continue with their craft or whether they just want to relax for now. Yeah, like I I myself have been writing quite a fair bit, so I've my my work was still ongoing, mm-hmm. but uh, the shop that I work in has decided to close for a month. Ah, and month. As a minimum, it could be longer. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just like, okay, well, now's the time for me to have my lazy days, but I also want to be productive because exactly, I yeah. always have the urge to write. So uh, if if I'm not writing, I, I, I feel like something's missing. Um, mm. This doesn't mean that I'll write anything good, mind you, or I might spend an hour and only have a sentence come out of it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's nice to have pen in, pen in hand, scratching yeah. on paper or being <laughs> behind my computer and smashing those keys. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I, I think the highlight of my my week or past two weeks was that I uh, submitted a grant application. Ooh. Yeah. And I, I hate those with a passion. I absolutely hate it because <laughs> you spend, you spend days, if not weeks putting it all together uh, because of look, obviously a lot of people apply for these grants. So your, your chances are slim to begin with. So you put so much effort into trying to make it stand out and making your project seem like it's the one that has to be uh, approved for, for grants. Yeah. And, you know, and you feel like someone's just going to take five minutes to read it and reject it. It can be a bit disheartening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that that would be very uh, uh, sort of a really tense sort of time for you right now, wondering whether you're going to get uh, approved or denied. <laughs> yeah. And as somebody who has had many grant applications uh, rejected, <laughs> uh, this is nothing new for me, but it doesn't mean that I, that, that I find them easier or any more fun. If anything, it's like, okay, I'm going to keep going until find the magic formula because once you get approved once you tend to get approved again and again because they know you're worth backing if someone else has done it yeah um so yes i'm glad i've gotten that out of the way it'll be nice to know one way or the other uh how that application has gone Mm -hmm. but because that was done i was like well you know what now i can go back uh, and and start something fresh so i've started writing a new play oh cool yeah so i'm hoping to get that up and running to to be performed in January next year. Awesome. Uh, I've got, yeah, I've got a strong outline. I like the angle that I'm taking it. Uh, even yesterday when I was at work, I was thinking about a scene that I'd put in that wasn't quite working. And I just had this, you know, flash of inspiration. I said, oh no, this is how you can, you know, project that message, but do it in a different way. So I, I haven't touched it today. So I'm hoping, hopefully I'm starving the beast so I can have this explosion of creativity. So it's a combination of writing notes and writing out some scenes on paper and, and just typing up full-fledged scenes on computer. So okay. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully awesome. it, that gets done soon. I'd love to workshop it in April, which would be great. So thanks to technology, I can do that yeah. <laughs> with people who aren't in the same room as me. Uh, I mean, look, a lot of festivals have, have, have shut down or, or aren't running or have just said, look, 
it's just not happening or we don't know if it'll happen, but I'm acting like, no, everything's going to be back to normal and I'm still going to have time and I just want to be super prepared for everything. Yeah, so, pretty much. Like yeah. at this stage, we've got Fring- the Melbourne Fringe Festival happening down in like September, October. Um, mm. I don't know if we've heard any news coming from that uh, for, you know, our, for the future projects that um, you guys might be putting out. Um, yeah, well, yeah, well, Philip and I, who are planning to do a play for Melbourne Fringe through Writers Block Theatre, yep. we're still in that process. So Melbourne Fringe have said, look, as far as we're concerned, Melbourne Fringe is still going ahead, but we mm-hmm. are pushing back the deadlines as okay. well. Um, so to give people a bit more time. Uh, yeah. Phil and I were about to start auditions okay. a few weeks ago. We'd booked in actors to come and audition for us yeah and then we just had a bit of a chat phil talked to some medical professionals and they were like look it's probably best not to pursue interacting with so many people so we 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 closed we closed those down we've kept everyone's name and i just said look when we get the all clear we'll get back on this and we'll book you again and we'll see you and then the show will go on and we'll keep progressing so you know we made that decision before the government made certain restrictions and lockdowns applicable uh so we were a bit of ahead of the game there which was good i think but yeah we're looking forward to to putting on a show in october we hope that that will be a thing Mm -hmm. and yeah like still it's still bubbling away still on the back burner philip's still workshopping his script i believe uh but a lot of the admin stuff just has to be put on hold really until yeah no that's uh, fair enough yeah until we know when it's going to actually go ahead so then we can go okay now we need venue now we need to do this that and the other and all the paperwork yeah 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 but again like we're still we're still with the mentality that, yes, we will be doing Melbourne Fringe. Melbourne Fringe will go ahead. Mm-hmm. Melbourne will be hopefully back to normal by then and definitely by January as well. Awesome. Uh, but, yeah, but look, hey, if not, if, if, if we, you know, when we roll the dice and it doesn't work out in our favour as creatives, it's just more time for us to prepare and more time to create new and exciting things. Yeah, exactly. And it also gives, you know, um, more time to rehearse the scripts that you've probably prepared um, yeah. a good, and it's also, a, it'd be a great time for you guys to revise the scripts as much as possible so that it, um, is condensed into the duration that you're limited to. Yeah, absolutely. And especially because it is a comedy and yeah. it's, you know, you, you've got so much space for improv and for new ideas and fresh ideas. And you, you know, you can write things down in a certain way, but once you've got such talented actors together and a really enthusiastic director, Fresh ideas come and you're bouncing off each other and and things might go in a bit of a different direction. And that's not a bad thing. That's the creative process. That's what's exciting about it. Uh, But you're right for you. The more time you've got, I think, and I think comedy needs that because there's always going to be something fresh to come to come yeah, exactly. with it i think yeah i'm excited for it to come together i'll be producing and and leading the marketing on this show and it's already a difficult show to produce and to market so i'm excited for the challenge that's, that's gonna be a lot of fun yeah a lot of fun <laughs> slash stressful because uh, while i'm doing that i'll be hopefully doing rehearsals for midsummer 2021 Woo-hoo. <laughs> yes just before we head into the nerdy news, I just wanted yes. to make a shout out to my amazing friends. We ended up doing a, a little Skype chat uh, earlier in the week uh, to yes. catch up with uh, to catch up with each other and just to see how everybody was going. We're all sort of locked down, apart from maybe one or two of us who still have to go to work. Mm. Um, and you know what? Skype chats are fun when there's more than two people. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And there was, um, it was like a total of like six of us in, yeah. the, in the Skype chat. And we all videoed each other and it was so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Well, I think it's a, it's, it's a great opportunity to actually, you know, I mean, we put we put effort into our friendships and to catching up. But I think when you're with such restrictions, you know, you can take for granted, oh, I'll just pop over to this person's place or, oh, yeah, we'll just catch up for a coffee or whatever. Yeah. But to be like, no, you know, we're all going to actually organize a time to make sure we're all online at the same time and um, and have this conversation. I think it's actually quite gorgeous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> someone we haven't been able to have a chat to recently 
is a beautiful young woman who should be co-hosting with us and is a bit under the weather. So, yeah, you're all probably Uh, wondering, like, hang on, Kendall hasn't said a word yet. Yeah, right? (laughs) The The girl that usually talks the most is now... You know, lips are sealed. <laughs> yeah, so sending huge virtual hugs and kisses to the amazing Kendall Richardson, who is still producing this show. Yes. <laughs> still gave her a run sheet still through. still doing and... her work. Yeah. Yes. Love your stuff, Kendall. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and so please forgive us for not mentioning you at the top of the show. We're selfish <laughs> bastards. <laughs> We just got straight into it as per usual. We're not used to having you uh, being away, so we do apologize. <laughs> yes, yes, but big hugs and kisses your way, Kendall, yes. and hopefully you'll be back on the air soon enough. Definitely. Absolutely. Pop culture queen, people. Yeah, so with that, let's jump straight into the nerdy news. Ooh, let's do it. This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom. The hostess with most S. Mr. Black. Take it away. Mr. Black. Hello, I'm Mr. Black filling in for the Kendall Richardson with this week's nerdy news. French comic illustrator and co-creator of Asterix, Alberto Udorzo, has died at the age of 92. Tony Award-winning playwright Terence McNally has died at the age of 81 of complications from COVID-19. Stuart Gordon, director of Reanimator and numerous other horror titles, as well as the co-creator of the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids franchise, has died at the age of 72. In television, and Michael Bean will be joining the second season of The Mandalorian in an undisclosed role. Eurovision has announced a series of home concerts via their YouTube channel, making one Fulia Cantamarchi very happy. On to film news, and the release of Wonder Woman 1984 has been pushed back to the 14th of August. Scoob and In the Heights have also been delayed. Their release dates remain unknown. Ryan Reynolds is in talks to produce and star as Dark the Daring in a live-action adaptation of the 1980s arcade game Dragon's Lair for Netflix. The infamous box office bomb Cats has won six Golden Raspberry Awards from nine nominations, including Worst Picture and Worst Director. Rebel Wilson beat co-star Judi Dench for the Worst Actress Award. The Marvel Cinematic Universe has failed to make headlines this week, as the world finally begins to acknowledge that the Tired franchise is no longer relevant to popular culture, if it ever was to begin with. This Nerdy News Bulletin has been filed in accordance with the stipulations of the Kendall Concession of November 2018. This has been Mr. Black reporting for a podcast called Fred. Back to you, Fulia and Wayne, in your respective studios. Oh, it's nice having Mr. Black back, isn't it? (laughs) I don't know about you, but I don't think uh, Kendall will be very happy to hear his voice again. (laughs) I always thought that Kendall looked forward to Mr. Black and his uh, news bulletins. That's the same impression I got. I don't know. (laughs) If anything, Kendall, look, I don't want to throw out unprofessionalism. I don't want to start speculations, but I wonder if Kendall is just calling in a sickie just so she could have the privilege of hearing a Mr. Black nerdy news bulletin. What do you reckon, Fulia? Yeah, maybe. Maybe (laughs) not. I doubt it. (laughs) (laughs) No, Kendall would never do that. She, she, uh, she suffers for this podcast yes. uh, in more ways than one, really. <laughs> well, look, at least at least the Marvel Cinematic Universe got a mention, regardless of whether they made the news or not. Well, look, I, 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 well, this is one of the things that I like about Mr. Black. He's so impartial. He'll always give Marvel a shout out. <laughs> no, in but a how- more, more negative tone than positive, but hey, who cares? <laughs> look, the one thing about Mr. Black is, as we can tell... Yeah, he's not the most animated person. He's very serious about the news. He's really <laughs> professional. And he just, you know, tells it like it is, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, but in saying that, there were a few things that did make the news this week. Anything stick out to you pretty much? Um, well, I love the fact that uh, Eurovision is going to be um, doing their own sort of concert 
uh, via their YouTube channel, that which is going to be a lot of fun to listen to, and you know, yeah. Watch so, Fulia, what's, all the what's with that? Is it just them, uh, re- you know, showing clips of previous performances that have been in the past, or is it actually going to be a compilation of things? Is it artists doing covers of other artists' work? Is it something um, fresh? I'm I'm pretty certain it's of this year's contestants that were supposed to perform. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they're going to be doing either their own music or a combination of their music and like covers of other music. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I have. I didn't really look too much into it. Um, mm. but the fact that they're still going to do something, um, in in you know in the place of the actual competition itself, um, just really enlightened me. So. <laughs> yeah, I think so, and hopefully, if it sort of comes together as as a concert, I don't know, it could be something that we could probably cover because we did a wonderful podcast relating to Eurovision last year and we were so excited to do it again this year and Kendall was going to join us too. Yeah, uh, definitely. She was really excited yeah, about that. Yeah, it'd be hopefully like it comes together as feels like a bit of a concert, even though if it's people just <laughs> singing in their lounge rooms. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these people so... worked so hard to, to make it to the competition. Uh, it'd be nice to showcase them because I've, I've heard that a few artists are like, I'm not doing it in 2021. It's like, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it looks, so what it looks like, I'm just having a look on the Eurovision website right now. Um, so it's going to be like a little TV series, web series for YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it says here, each episode of Eurovision home concerts will feature several artists who have been part of the Eurovision family over the, over the years, including artists from 2020. So it's not just this year's by the looks of it. It's going to be uh, previous artists as well. Oh, that's exciting because we've had yeah. some really good artists in the past. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it continues to say uh, each artist will perform their own song and a cover version of another Eurovision hit. I'm looking forward to this. Yes. <laughs> it's not It's not quite Eurovision, but it's a nice substitute. Like good on them for still saying, hey, fans, we're still going to bring something out for you. Yes, yes. So by the looks of things, they've already got um, the first episode's um, artist up and it's going to Ooh. be 2018's Ryan O'Shaughnessy from Ireland. Yes. Um, so, yeah, people can vote uh, on the Eurovision Twitter uh, page on what songs they want him to sing. Oh, nice. Yeah. I like that. Okay. So I think, it's I think audience get choice. in that. Yes. <laughs> okay, Fulia, once we stop recording, we'll talk about this. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and I only say that because if we start now, it might take up four hours of the podcast. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, I personally, this with this week's uh, news, I'm glad to see that Wonder Woman 1984 isn't disappearing. It's still got a bit of a release date. They're still hopeful. Yeah. So we're hanging out for that. Um, that that that's quite good to know. I enjoyed the first Wonder Woman movie. Uh, yes, I, I did too. Yeah, overhyped, but I still really enjoyed it. It's still one of the better yeah. superhero movies mm. uh, th- that that had came came out. Um, yeah, are are you a fan of the Mandalorian? Have you watched that at all? I actually don't have Disney Plus. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching it once I do have it. But at <laughs> at this current moment, I cannot afford it. So <laughs> yeah, no. Look, I I would be interested in watching The Mandalorian because I've heard nothing but good things about it. Yeah, but I, I cannot justify getting another streaming service. No, and I've already I've already I... got like two. Um, one of which I'm paying a little extra so that my dad can use it as well. So <laughs> less, yeah. Like I'm, yeah. Like I, I've looked at the Disney um, catalog, and when you think Disney, you go great. It's going to have just about everything under the sun. Yeah, I'm not overly impressed with what they feature, to be honest. Like there's nothing that really makes me go, oh, I need a hanker. Yeah, I'm really hankering see, to see this. Uh, I'm a little from, underwhelmed by Disney Plus, to be honest. Yeah, from from what I'm from what I'm hearing, um, they don't actually. Uh, put up every single Disney film that they've ever made all at once. They yeah. bring them They bring them out in successions like Netflix does every month. Um, I assume that Disney Plus would be doing the same thing. So they bring out certain films and TV shows uh, every month. Which um, is fair. But uh, to my understanding, like, um, you know, Disney had created the production studio Touchstone in the yeah, 80s so they could have true. more adult titles. But yeah. they don't, like, have their adult you know, uh, titles. They don't have the touchstone releases there, do they? 
Um, as far as I, I'm aware, they honest, don't. I, to be honest, I have no idea. Um, Kendall would be the best person to be able to tell us that because she has Disney+. Plus. Well, where the hell is she then? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's self-isolating, all right? <laughs> Love you, Kendall. Uh, yeah, no, but just looking at it, because I do know people who do have Disney+. Yeah. Plus, um, and some of them even say, look, it's not all that. I guess it depends what you're into, uh, yeah. really. Like, I know for you, uh, Fulia, it's your haven. <laughs> it, yeah, really. no, it would 100% be my haven um, mm. if if I didn't already own a lot of those haven <laughs> yeah, movies exactly. that I love so much on Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. Absolutely get it. Because uh, I've, I've got my own Disney Plus going on in my room. <laughs> Oh, I know your your uh, your DVD collection is quite extensive, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, th- anything else in this week's news that stuck out to you? Um, not not specifically. The Razzies, like that's that's pretty funny. That <laughs> and not surprising that Cats won the most awards. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the Razzies because this was one of the highlights of the week. <laughs> so let, let's go through. Let's go through them. Yes. Uh, yes. So Please yeah. enlighten so, me. Yeah. Cats won worst picture. Yep. Uh, yeah. And it also won worst director. So Tom Hooper took that one out. It Ooh. had stiff competition in both categories from Rambo, <laughs> which I haven't seen yet. I haven't seen Rambo last bloody yet. And I really want to. It looks like yeah. a great slasher movie. So you might enjoy it. Radio. Yeah. Just, you know, putting that one out there for you. <laughs> uh, look, it took, it took home the, uh, the worst actress award. Or worst supporting actress, I should say, sorry. So I love that uh, Rebel Wilson and Judy Dench were both fighting for worst supporting actress. Oh my gosh, really? <laughs> for that movie. Um, and Rebel Wilson beat her out. It's probably the only time she'll beat out Judy Dench for an acting award. Right. Um, as, as talented as Rebel is, come on, it's Judy Dench. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jessica Chastain also was nominated for that one for Dark Phoenix. I saw Dark Phoenix recently and wasn't impressed with it, actually. Yeah, I still haven't seen it yet. Yeah, don't rush out to. It's, yeah, you just kind of feel like there were a lot more interesting characters to give standalone movies uh, for okay. in terms of X-Men. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it just, it, like, it was fine. It was okay, but you just mm. kind of go, eh. Yeah, it's one of those. Yeah. It's a mech movie. Yeah, okay. Uh, which, which, which is unfortunate. More um, supporting actor, James Go- James Corden won that one. <laughs> for Cats. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which, which is hilarious. Uh, worst actor was John Travolta. Um, <gasps> yes, he won that for two movies. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the Fanatic what and Trading... Well, the, the Fanatic and Trading Paint. Okay. I've not heard of any of these. Okay, I'm no, looking at... Alrighty. Uh, well, I'm looking at like the poster for Trading Paint and it's like a race car movie. It looks like shit. Okay. okay. And Hilary Duff won Worst Actress for The Haunting of Sharon Tate. And oh, wow. Regular listeners will know how I feel about Sharon Tate and how I always approach movies about Sharon Tate with extreme caution mm-hmm. because I love her so much. And I actually haven't seen The Haunting of Sharon Tate yet. I do have a copy of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hear it's uh, an absolutely repulsive, disgusting and disrespectful movie. So okay. this is why it hasn't been on the top of my list. Fair um, enough. But yeah, so yeah, Hilary Duff, you should know better. Uh, funnily <laughs> enough, Rebel Wilson was actually also nominated for Worst Actress for The Hustle <laughs> in that same category. So yeah, uh... Rebel, Rebel had two Worst Acting Wow. Uh, yeah, um, nominations there, a winning one for the uh, infamous Cats. Mm. So Cats continue to dominate with worst screen combo. And the recipients were any two half feline, half human hairballs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, which was, yeah, which, which was quite funny. Uh, also, worst prequel or remake, ripoff or sequel went to Rambo. Last Blood. Yeah. Uh-huh. The worst screenplay. Do you want to guess which one it was? Cats. 
Yeah, it was Cats, yes. <laughs> uh, Lee Hall and Tom Hooper, yes, took that one home. Wow. And apparently it has it differ it differs a lot from the original musical, um, yeah. which is was probably the first mistake. Yeah, yeah. okay, well there it is. Yeah. So the Razzie Redeemer Award, so someone who's actually been like, Yeah, you know what? You sucked in the past, but you're good now. That went to Eddie Murphy. For oh, Dolmont wow. is my name, yes. Uh, a strong performance from Eddie there that gave oh, him great. the pat on the back. Yeah. Now, I remember you re- you reviewed Dolmite is my name and you weren't a big fan of the movie, were you? No, not specifically. I think the story didn't really um, entice me that much, but it was still, you know, enjoyable. So Yeah. yeah. Well, I've, I haven't seen that movie yet, but what I've actually done is I've looked online. I've been able to source some of the actual Dolmite movies. So I thought mm-hmm. it might be fun to actually watch some of those movies and then that way I can go and watch Dolmite Is My Name to have the, that film and that story in more context. Ah, okay, yeah. Yeah, so when I get round to that, I'll let you know and we'll see if it made a difference, perhaps. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> and the uh, final category was The Worst Reckless Disregard for Human Life and Public Property and went to my mate Rambo. oh wow (laughs) yeah absolutely Um, and Cats and Rambo Last Blood Blood were the only two titles to win multiple awards Cats with six and Rambo Last Blood with two yeah so I'm actually looking at the box office performance of nominated Mm. movies at the moment so Cats for example um, cost 95 million yeah and it took just over $76 million at the box office. Oh, wow. So it lost a lot of yeah, money for that one. It did lose, yeah. And it's sitting on 20% uh, Rotten Tomatoes score. Yee. <laughs> yeah. So, th- yeah, this is, yeah, this is quite, quite interesting, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Dark Phoenix, $200 million, uh, budget and $252.4 million at the box office. So it's not really... That's you not, know, nah, not that much of a profit, unfortunately. No, well, when you consider marketing and things like that, is it really even a profit? It's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, Hellboy cost fifty million to make, took forty four point six million. Wow. As well, yeah. I mean, look, Rambo: Last Blood cost fifty million to make, took ninety one point four. It's got a cult yeah. following, I suppose. Yeah, and uh, let's have a look. And I don't have a budget for John Travolta's movie, Trading Paint, okay. uh, but it made $6,898 at the box office. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Actually, it's yeah. the lowest rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes of all the nominees. Oh, really? This year's <laughs> Razzies, yeah. So, okay, Razzies was, is always a bit of fun to look through. Not yeah. for people who are nominated i suppose <laughs> no i was gonna say um yeah. with the with the with the razzies yes i i assume that this came about um in in the last what 10 20 years i think the razzies have been going on since the 80s oh wow okay yeah because this one was yeah it would have been 1980 i think this is the 40th golden raspberry award oh wow all right so i was gonna say like Man, like the people who are nominated, because I I see a lot of people who just take it on their shoulder. And, you know, they're just like, eh, whatever. I want something at least. Yeah. <laughs> Look, one of the one of the most famous winners of a Razzie is Halle Berry, who, yeah. and she was one of the first people to actually attend the ceremony, accept the award, wearing a beautiful gown gave a speech, uh, and that was for Catwoman, which was atrocious. Okay, yeah, I thought it might have been. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sandra Bullock actually won a Razzie for Worst Actress. Yeah. The same year she won the Oscar for Best Actress in a different movie. <laughs> and <Wow. laughs> she went up on stage and accepted both those awards with uh, the gorgeous humility and humour that Sandra Bullock uh, embodies. So I assume with the Razzies, not a lot of the actors and you know producers and directors would actually attend those if they were nominated. <laughs> no, I think it's building a bit more momentum these days. Right, and people right. do sort of question the validity of the Razzies because I think it's uh, like you, anyone can become like a member. Yeah. Like, even from the public. And any, <laughs> so it's kind of like anyone can vote. It's almost oh, like, okay. yeah. It's almost like, you know, how some, for some awards, there's like the most popular category. This is like yeah. saying, well, these are the most unpopular category. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Jeez. yeah the, the way the way it's sort of managed or policed isn't uh it, you know the rules aren't that tight i suppose but look in saying that the oscars themselves are quite political in their own way and some argue that's just a popularity contest and it it's who can afford the most money for marketing and so forth so <laughs> pros and cons pros and cons but yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness! So yeah, but I always look forward to the to the Razzies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and also, yeah, not to end uh, the discussion on nerdy news on a bit of a downer, but it's time we had a few passings this week as well. Yeah, that's true. yeah, yeah. So we uh, had the creator of Asterix, which popular comic and has been adapted into a few films as well, um, passing away. Uh, Terence McNally, who has written so many wonderful plays, and some of his plays have been adapted into films, um, mm. dying uh, at the age of 81. And uh, Stuart Gordon, who has done quite a few horror titles, has directed and worked on those, but also co-created uh, one of my all-time favourite movies as a kid, which was Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. Yeah. Had you it's ever seen shame. that one, Fulia? I have, I have seen Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, um, it, it's been a while though. Like it was, I think I, I assumed the last time I watched it was when I was a child myself. So yeah, um, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while for me as well. I've seen it once as an adult, but I used to watch it all the time as a child. I absolutely loved it, but I have to say revisiting it as an adult a few years ago, just, you know, took me back to happy places, happy yeah. times as nostalgia does. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. But, yeah. 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 A bit of a mixed bag this week with the nerdy news, really. Yeah. Very. Yeah, but hopefully, uh, you know, the week that will be will give us a lot more exciting and and wonderful things to talk about. Yeah, hopefully. Fingers crossed there won't be, like, there's just a lot of coronavirus talk going on, no matter what industry you look at. <laughs> no, absolutely. So I think it's always nice to sink yourself into popular culture and the arts, mm. which is why we need to support the arts people. Exactly. <laughs> yes. As you like the arts now, huh? <laughs> yeah. You need us. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. But, well, since we've discussed the news, thanks mm-hmm. to the wonderful Mr. Black who filed that report, mm-hmm. um, how about we look at some trailers? Awesome. It's trailer park time. Yeah. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. So last time there was a bit of a a lull in trailers, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, yes, we had no trailers to talk about last week. (laughs) Well, thankfully, we've got three this week. Yay! Yay! So back to our to our standard three. Uh, So yeah, the, the first one is a TV series called Paradise Lost. Yes. Yeah. What were your thoughts on that one? So Paradise Lost, um, it's it's an interesting one. Like it's probably not one of my favorite of the three. Mm. Um, it seems very dark. Yeah. So I'm not quite sure whether I'll be uh, watching this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, there's definitely supernatural elements mm. to Paradise Lost. Um, I like yes. that it's a bit of a mystery story. Yeah. Uh, the trailer raises a lot of intrigue. I think. I think it hints at a lot without revealing too much. Yes. Uh, yeah, like, I'm curious to know more about this story, mm. uh, particularly how the supernatural elements will play into it. Um, I don't think it's going to be a scary series. Like, I don't think it's going to be, like, a horror sc- series at all. Uh, no. But I think it, it will be quite edge-of-the-seat thrills. I think there'll be a lot of unpredictable moments. Like, you think it, it'll go one way, but it'll go another. Um, yeah. High hopes it, for well, this one. It, it, is, it is listed as a drama, so... Mm. It, it might be just a real heightened drama. Yeah, I think so. Again, I think yeah. the supernatural elements are really going to play strong on this one. Yeah. Um, I do have to say, though, um, I think it's absolutely lovely seeing Josh Hartnett back on screen. I think he was just someone who, uh, you know, had this burst of attention when he first came to 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 the forefront, really, um, being in one of the Halloween movies and Pearl Harbor and 
he was he was the name on everyone's lips and he decided to do to step back and do other things more independent mm. uh film so it's lovely to see him in in like a big budget tv series He's a wonderful actor um so yeah so that 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 was one of the things that also excited me was seeing josh Hartnett back on screen um and in something that feels like is is quite quality driven as well i think yeah it feels fresh, you know, like, you know, every story has been told, but this one feels, there's something that feels quite fresh and intriguing about it. Yeah. I, I'm curious. I'm curious. <laughs> um, when will, when will this be airing? Yes. So it is airing on the 13th of April in the United States. Uh, everyone else in the world is anybody's guess. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yes. All right, so the next uh, trailer that we got to check out is for the HBO film Bad Education. Yeah, it was. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Hugh Jackman, man. Holy crap. (laughs) (laughs) What an amazing actor. Like, Mm -hmm. my gosh. This looks... To be honest, I'm, I'm interested in this one too. It looks really good. Yeah, yeah. So it's a true crime story. Uh, what I like is that it's a story that I'm not familiar with. Like nothing that was yeah. coming across is like, oh, this is that story. Had yeah, no I've idea. Never heard of it either. But I love that the trailer is still very appealing. I'm like, yep, yeah, I'm on board for this. And you're right. It's got an incredible cast. Hugh Jackman, yes. Alison Janey, like, let's go, right? Um, Geraldine Viswanathan. I'm sorry, I'm pronouncing her surname incorrectly most likely there she's um in a series that i'm watching at the moment on stan um called miracle workers on oh my gosh she is so hilarious and so great she's yeah. such a great actress um she's definitely going places okay nice one that's that's <laughs> yeah. your prediction yes yes i can already see if she's in if she's in a big budget movie like this one yeah mm-hmm. i reckon cool yeah I, you know and it's it you're right. The budget really shows in this one. It mm. is a slick trailer. It just yes. is so clean. It is so well edited. It is so well put together. Again, I've got really no idea what this story is about. There seem to be some sort of, uh, you know, things to do with money and and improper yeah. So handling of money and theft and things here. like that has um, said the unfolding of the single largest public school embezzlement scandal in history. Love it, and I can't wait yes. to actually uh, <laughs> to see this, to, to see more about it. Uh, Definitely. But again, it's it's from HBO, so we know it's going to be quality. Yes. Uh, the, the, the trailer just shows that alone, the production values. It's <laughs> for a drama, nice and sleek. You've got Hugh Jackman, you've got Alison Janey. Uh, when are our friends over in the United States going to watch this, Julio? So this film, Bad Bad Education, will be out on the 25th of April. Nice one. And hopefully not too far away for us as well. Hopefully. But I'd say for us, it'll go straight to Foxtel most likely if they're just going to chuck it straight into uh, on-demand services maybe. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. So we had one final trailer and this was again for a TV series. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was called Defending Jacob. Yeah. yeah. What were your thoughts on Defending Jacob? Wow. Uh, Defending Jacob. My goodness. Like, it's very, um, it's very full on. Mm. Um, you know, finding out that, you know, the, the your child's best friend has been killed and you were, and your child was the last person to be with him and. It's just, it just raises one. it, yeah, and it, it raises a lot of questions for everybody, including the parents. The stakes are high, which is yeah. what makes this such an engrossing story. And I feel engrossed by it already, just yeah. from the trailer. So I Definitely. love everything about this trailer. I love yeah. that the story is focused on a teenager who's accused of murder, and we're left wondering about his innocence. Like the. The, the trailer doesn't give us any definitive answers to that question. So we yep. know that that's going to be one of the driving points of the series narrative. And I think this this show is going to be riveting. Uh, so again, stellar cast. Chris Evans looks fantastic. You can tell he's going to give such a wonderful performance. He is an incredible actor, surrounded by wonderfully talented people as well. The tone looks very somber, <laughs> I suppose, you know, reflecting mm. the, the seriousness of the overall theme of, of the show and the scenario and the main 
the main driving point behind it as well. Yeah. The call to action being being a murder of of a, of a teenager. Um, yeah, I don't have anything negative to say about defending Jacob. Uh, I think it's going to raise a lot of moral questions as well. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah, I'm excited about this one. This is my favorite of the three trailers that we're talking about this week. Yeah, and it's especially towards the end of the trailer when um, there's a quote that said, um, are you going to be a good man or a good father? And yeah. that is already like, oh, my goodness, what is he going to do? Is he, Whose side is he going to take? What is he going to – is he going to yeah. help his son? Is he going to do something else? It's like it's, it's really intriguing. Well, it's again also then showing that moral conflict and moral dilemma mm. because that – line alone suggests that Jacob is guilty. Yeah. Yeah. So again, now if they're throwing that in the trailer, maybe they're really pushing the fact that he is not innocent or is that just a red herring to get you off track? So you think that he's guilty um, and so that you really feel more for the parents here. I'm just, yeah, I, I really want to see this show. I, I hope it's going to be in an accessible way in Australia because I really want to watch this. Well, uh, if you have Apple TV+, Plus, you should be able to stream it. Um, it will be available on the 24th of April. Lovely. I don't have Apple+. Plus. Yay. <laughs> I do. <laughs> cool. Well, you'll have to tell us all about it then, Foya. Yes, yes. I will. Yeah. Well, I haven't actually seen any Apple, Plus, uh, Apple TV Plus shows or films yet. Um, so, and I, and I have until December for my free subscription to expire. So maybe I should use it in some way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Maybe absolutely. Well, use it indeed. Yes, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. So that was Trailer Park. Yes. Yes. Alrighty. So now it's time for... Popcorn culture! Yeah, it is. (laughs) (laughs) What are we talking about today, Wayne? Well, today we are discussing what movies we're looking forward to seeing in the cinema once we're out of lockdown. Yes. (laughs) Yes, so we've been talking about how many titles are getting pushed back, but surely there are ones that we're excited to see. Oh, yeah. Fulia, what are you looking forward to watching in the cinema? Oh my goodness, there are so many. I am looking forward to seeing uh, Black Widow. That's been um, one of the most anticipated films to come out that was supposed to come out uh, next month, but unfortunately Mm. has been delayed. um, And it won't be out until, I don't know, it's uh, TBA at the moment. Do you think that do you think it's just a sign that the MCU should just fold altogether? <laughs> no, 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 no. Look, you don't think no, so? No, there's you, there's no reason to give up on the MCU just yet. There's still a lot of energy to give to this uh, franchise. So um, we still love our Marvel films. No, it doesn't matter when it comes out, we will go see it. Will we really though, Fulia? <laughs> Look, will we really? We isn't know that you on? will. <laughs> isn't it just hanging by a thread there? <laughs> Look, you're not going to be able to rattle me as much as you rattle Kendall. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she's rattled already just listening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, I, I just wonder if Kendall's thrown her phone across the room already. <laughs> Not listening to this anymore. <laughs> oh, Kendall, you know I'm joking. The MCU is not hanging on a thread. That ship sailed years ago, my dear. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness gracious me! Okay, yeah. uh, another film that I'm kind of looking forward to is uh, Scoob because you know animated films. Hello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It looks really cute, and I really was looking forward to seeing it, so I'm not sure what's happening. It's saying that there's a possibility it'll still go ahead on the May 15th, but with you know cinemas all closed down uh, around Australia, I don't think that'll be happening in probably not for another couple months. Right, right. Yeah. 
Um, Wonder Woman in 1984, definitely uh, on my list to see. Um, and yeah, I'd say that's probably... Oh, and Mulan. The live-action Mulan. Right. Yeah. yeah. So you're you're one of those people who is quite hopeful that the Mulan live-action movie, like, it's looking good to you? Yeah. Like, I know it's going to be a little um, strange not having the music in there and, you know, mm. no Mushu, but it's not going to stop me from going to see it because uh, I'm, I'm very interested to see how they actually um, take the live-action version. Yeah. Um, so I've got a bit of an open mind about it. Um, yeah, good it, on you. So I'm I'm pretty sure I'm going to enjoy it regardless. Uh, yeah, so definitely looking forward to Mulan. Okay, nice one. And look, yeah. one must one could argue that look, if you're going to make a movie again, if you're going to remake your own title, just making it live action, well, what's the point? But yeah. if you're going to do something totally different with it, like how they're doing now by like cutting out the music and I guess making it less cartoony. Yeah. That's probably the reason to remake it. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's probably the reason why I'm really intrigued to see how they've taken it. Yeah. Um, just to just to see um, what what they've decided to do, what they've left out, what they've decided to keep. Um, so, yeah, definitely interested in seeing Mulan. But at the moment, it's um, TBA, like a few other uh, titles. So we will find out later on in the year when we will see it. Yeah, and look, to be perfectly honest, I think any release date that is associated with any film coming out this year, just ignore it. Yeah. <laughs> just like don't don't <laughs> hang your hat on it. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, we we said that Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four had an had an August release date. Don't 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 put money on it. We don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but speaking of Wonder Woman 1984, I'm excited to see that. Uh, it's yeah. great to see more DC heroes on screen because, you know, all the other heroes are, are, are pretty dull. So it's nice to actually get ones that are <laughs> real legitimate superheroes mm. who are involved in really good stories, who yep. are characters that we do care about and who uh-huh. have some significance, unlike <laughs> other ones. So Wonder Woman 1984, I think, is going to be a ripper of a movie. I love the color palette already that they're they're using to advertise and market this movie. Yeah, so, the color palette definitely looks amazing. Like yeah. very 80s, obviously 1984, and I'm just yeah. and the fact that I've never really grown up in it, this will be really interesting for me to see. Yes, the 80s is all about excess and color and big shoulder pads <laughs> as well. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so Wonder Woman 1984 should be a lot of fun. It'll be interesting to see how that ties in and links to the to the first movie because there's quite a few years apart between yeah. those two. Uh, I'm also looking forward to the big screen remake of West Side Story. Ah. Yeah, so Steven Spielberg is helming that one and a lot of people are scratching their heads about Spielberg doing a musical. Uh, yeah. But, look, I whilst I haven't seen West Side Story on stage, I've seen the uh, film adaptation from back in the day and despite some issues with the way the two leads were cast i still feel like the movie came together really well the dancing and the choreography is just absolutely amazing Mm. the the music the the soundtrack to this story is wonderful it's you know essentially it's romeo and juliet in the bronx (laughs) right (laughs) yeah Um, and it's, yeah, no, it's such a wonderful, wonderful film. So if anyone's going to make it their own and do justice to the original movie, uh, Spielberg will do it with West Side Story, I think. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, look, another movie that I am looking forward to doing is... Sorry, another movie I'm looking forward to seeing <laughs> is uh, <laughs> No Time to Die. So the ah. latest James Bond movie. Mr. Um, Bond. Yeah, I'm a big fan of James Bond. So <laughs> I love Daniel Craig in it as well. So I, I'm looking forward to this one. This is another movie that keeps getting pushed back. Uh, yeah. And it will be uh, his last time in the role. But look, you know what you're going to get with a James Bond movie. Yeah, they're formulaic, but you go in there kind of knowing what to expect and it almost always delivers. And these latest batch of movies have always delivered and they're just big they're bold and they're beautiful to look at they're what action movies should be and for fans of james bond 
this has really set the franchise right on track. So mm. yeah, I'm looking forward to No Time to Die. Mm. I'm looking at doing um, a uh, James Bond uh, marathon and see right. because it's on because most I think all the movies up to what was the last one was it Spectre? Oh yes, yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure up to Spectre, all of the Bond films are on stand. So now that mm. I've got more time to <laughs> watch <laughs> yeah. them all, I'm gonna see if I can um, watch all of the Bond movies right up until the actual time that uh, No Time to Die is released. But um, right. I, I, I don't think I have to rush. <laughs> no, there, there is no rush. I'm, look, I'll be honest with you. I'm not sure if uh, if James Bond will be your shtick, but definitely give it a go. Hmm. Definitely give it a but go. I, know, like, I, I enjoy I, I know in I know in the past um, I've seen um, uh, one of the James uh, one of the Pierce Brosnan films. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when I first decided that I wanted to start watching Bond films was when uh, I was studying at uni, and we were doing. Uh, I was in a I was in a class uh, that looked at uh, motion graphics and visual effects. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things in that class that we were looking at were the um, were the uh, the opening titles, how they open up their films with all yeah. the credits and stuff. Yes, which are iconic for the Bond films. Yeah. Yes. So we were we were um, so our teacher decided to cover some of the older uh, Bond films. Mm-hmm. Um, their opening titles and they were just amazing. Those title sequences are so colorful, very, mm. uh, a lot of patterns going through them. And I think from then that's sort of where my intrigue in rewatching the Bond series has sort of reignited. So yeah, well, look, there are a lot, there, there are a lot of fun. Yeah. I have yeah. to say not all of them are winners. There's one or two that I'm just like, eh, okay, pretty sluggish. Yeah. But uh, the majority of them, just grab the popcorn, put your feet up, and enjoy. They're just so, they're they're great films. I'm a big fan of James Bond, and I might have to do the marathon as well. Yeah. You, and then we can share notes when we come out of isolation and lockdown. Yes, yes, I think we should do that. <laughs> Love it. Uh, so yeah, so that, for me, that they're, they're the films I'm most excited to see. So. And lots you more titles, sure? I'm sure, but you know yeah. those those are the top three for me. Are you, you're not you're not looking forward to Furious Nine. To what? Because you Sorry. talked a lot about it in the past. What movie? <laughs> Fast and Furious Nine. Oh, I'm sorry. You're breaking up. <laughs> That's not a movie. Surely. <laughs> Oh, yes, it is. Oh, sorry, Fulia, we might have to move on. (laughs) Look, I'd rather rather sit through some of the MCU movies. (laughs) Wow, really? Hey, look, I said some of them, not all of them, because, you know, some of those ones, my goodness, when they're bad, they're bad. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Speaking of MCU films, are you getting back into them? (laughs) Were we really speaking of MCU films, really? Well, we are now. Okay. <laughs> Fine. Go are on, those, ask the question. Are Marvel Mondays going to continue anytime soon, now that you've got a lot more time on your hands? Oh, look, I want to enjoy my time in self-isolation. <laughs> I, You know, but look, hey, what a wonderful segue into uh, what's, what's up at the Fred Shed. Yes. <laughs> look, Marvel Mondays... May be making a comeback, yes. Yay! <laughs> but you keep saying this every time we talk about it. <laughs> I know, and I keep putting it off. I wonder why. Maybe because there's actually good things out there that I should be watching and reviewing instead. <laughs> Don't you reckon, Fulia? <laughs> well, there are some, but, you know, MCU could be a little bit more, you know, prioritised, I believe. Do you reckon? <laughs> Do you reckon I should I should just watch them before the franchise goes into an oblivion like we know it will soon? Well, if that's what you believe, sure. <laughs> I'm just fo- I'm just looking at like the trends. It it seems that <laughs> I, look. I don't think Mr. Black was editorializing at the end of his news bulletin. I think he was just reporting some factual evidence there. Uh huh. Sure. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> 
I know that Kendall would agree if she were here because she trusts Mr. Oh, Black. Oh, yeah, she'd so agree right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. What else is up in the Fred shed? <laughs> yeah. Actually, do you know what? Like, speaking of Fred Watch, because uh, we've had Fred Watch out for a while now, we've done Look Both Ways. Yes, and, and... I listened to it. It was really good. Oh, thank you so much. Have you seen the movie? <laughs> no, I have not. No, yeah, and do you know what? It is a really hard movie to track down. Oh, really? Yeah, it's it's yeah, like Philip brought it to us, but he had to he had to borrow it off somebody because oh, wow. he's well, yeah, his copy of the film uh, was snapped in half. <laughs> As we know, that Philip has moved from house to house every now and then, and yeah. in one of the moves, it's just been destroyed. So he was really annoyed because you know he really loves the movie, and it was a great wow. movie too. Yeah, that's a shame. But yeah, Philip Kendall and I reviewed that. We really enjoyed that one. Um, mm. So coming up soon, so later, uh, later on in a few weeks, we'll have Duel, which is one of my favourite movies, and it was Steven Spielberg's oh, cool. first feature film. So that's coming up. Um, maybe some more written reviews coming our way. Definitely yes. had one up recently from you, Fulia. Yes. So last week, my uh, March review. Uh, for the Studio Ghibli franchise uh, went up and it is on Kiki's Delivery Service. Yay. And that's actually one of my favorite of the Studio Ghibli movies. I really it's like that movie. such a lighthearted film and it's so wonderful to watch when you just want something to make you smile. Yeah, I agree. I really enjoyed that movie. I've only seen it once, but I had such fond memories of it. Yeah. Yeah. So are you up to anything else in the Fred shed, Fulia? Like, is Incompetent um, Gamers coming back, or is that something that's kind of like, eh, not I'm really? Because the gamers I'm have been quiet of, for a while. Yes, the gamers have been a bit quiet. I've been um, testing out uh, a new game capture device that I purchased recently, yeah. um, and I'm just seeing how it goes in terms of what what TV works with it and what supports the game capture device so that I can play console games. So um, in the last uh, week, I've had a couple of sessions just on my own Twitch channel, just so that I can see how it all works. Hmm. Um, And I think I've managed to work out uh, how to make it all work well. Uh, So hopefully um, I will continue uh, maybe in the next week or so. Oh, okay. Yeah. So one incompetent gamer is doing what incompetent gamers do best during isolation. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Like what else is there to do, really? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> um, apart from that, um, I'll get started on the April edition of Fred Watch, um, which I will reveal uh, later on what that film will be. Nice. Can't wait. Yeah. Um, but you know, for those of you who do want to just watch all the Studio Ghibli films, a lot of them are currently up on Netflix, uh, for you guys to binge. It is currently now the best time to do that. Uh, so go and check them out. Absolutely. Uh, Read Fulia's review first and then go watch the movie she recommends. Yes. Yes, definitely. Um, apart from that, in terms of Fred, uh, Fred work, not a lot. Uh, oh, yes, Collectible Chaos will be out uh, this week as well, so keep an eye on that. Nice. Uh, that is uh, Kendall's top ten favourite female-led films. Ooh, yeah. I like that. I like yes. that a lot. Lots of amazing movies that she has listed, so make mm-hmm. sure to keep an eye on our YouTube channel for the video. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the newly adopted Collectible Chaos cast will be out a couple of days after that. So you can listen to the full version of uh, her top 10 list uh, for more details on what she thinks. Yeah, absolutely. So you can watch a nice succinct video. And then if you really enjoyed that, listen to the podcast where Kendall goes into a lot more detail. Exactly. It's That's it's kind of like her, her uh, non-scripted ramblings, but in, co- in podcast form with her collectible chaos theme. <laughs> yeah. Sounds fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely. Because, yes. yeah, Kendall's got wonderful insights into the topics she discusses. That's why she's the queen she really does, yeah. of pop culture. Definitely. And <laughs> also, lastly, uh, the monthly at Winifred's will be out this week, hopefully. Yay. Um, 
fingers crossed Kendall will be better, but uh, yes. at this stage, um, she has given me the, the sorry, not well message for the moment. Oh, Kendall, <laughs> hugs, hugs, yeah. hugs. My dear. <laughs> uh, so I will have a special guest, hopefully. Ooh, I wonder <laughs> who that person will be. <laughs> wonder. Will it yes. be Mr. Black? No, I don't think so. Mr. Black mm. is not allowed in the monthly. Oh, really? He's been banned. Is it because he's not a lot of fun? You know, he takes everything so seriously? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Mr. Black. <laughs> I still love you, buddy, and I still love your nerdy news bulletins. Look, they're not as... Look, I'm not going to lie. They're not as entertaining or as engaging as Kendall's. Because, uh, yeah, Kendall elaborates beyond just the, the headlines. Yeah. Uh, but Mr. Black does take his news very seriously. And, and, and that's also important, I think. Mm. Yeah. 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 I think... <laughs> you don't that... agree, Fulia? No. <laughs> Is that because he rejected your advances at the staff Christmas party? I'm sorry, what now? <laughs> I did nothing oh, of I... the sort. I don't even remember having this Christmas party. <laughs> wow, you were that tanked. We've heard your drunken <laughs> stories before. Okay, we're going to save that for another podcast then. Okay. <laughs> and with that, that was a podcast called Friends. Yes, it was. Time for the Fred Fox. Yeah, it is. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For future podcasts from Fred the Alien, follow us on our SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. For Fred the Alien merchandise, go to our website, fredthealienproductions.com, and follow the link to our Redbubble, where you can get... Apparel, home decor, bags, and stationery with our own unique Fred the Alien designs by our talented team, Unibums, Incompetent Gamers, our lights, live stage shows, and more! That was the Fred Flags! It sure was! Absolutely, I've been Wayne Stellini. I've been a Fulia Kantan and, and you've you just experienced, just experienced the podcast called Fred. Fred. Yay! <laughs> Sync that one up, Fuji. <laughs> oh, don't you love self-isolation, people? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Episode 110 in the bag. Oh yeah. Folks, Woohoo. remember to eat Remember to eat beef and Never don't you forget. dare stockpile that stuff. People need it. <laughs> no, exactly. Don't stockpile it. Need no. to eat it straight away, so don't uh, waste food. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Remember to wash your hands too. <laughs> yes. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And stay inside. Exactly. Stay home, people. Yes. Yes. Kendall, get well soon, my dear. The show is yes. not the same without you. I miss you. Love you, Kendall. Love you. Love you, love you. <laughs> Are you trying to top me in loves? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't think it's a secret how much I'm obsessed with Kendall Richardson, so uh, <laughs> you can't beat me this time around, Fulia. Uh-huh, sure. <laughs> you know I love you, but I love Kendall too. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, Kendall, I, I love Kendall so much that if Kendall's not back next week, I'm going to write a poem about her. <laughs> You hear that, Kendall? <laughs> Get well soon. <laughs> Do you hear that? How much Fulia hates my poetry. <laughs> I didn't say anything of the sort. You most certainly did. Thank you very much. I suggest I'm going to deliver a poem about Kendall. She's not here next week. You're like, oh, please hurry up. Get well. Come back. No, that wasn't what I meant. I meant That's get exactly well soon what you so, meant. That, so that you don't have to write that poem because she may not like it. You're so full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. And... See...